Welcome to the Board Game Snobs Podcast. Critically harsh reviews with a touch of class. And we're back. We're late, but we're back. We had some uh, difficulty in recording this podcast, mainly because I have been tired and unavailable. And my name is Jerry. I'm Gabby. The Roger Moore to my Sean Connery. <laughs> on this podcast, please like us on uh, whatever social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, whatever it is that we have. We have a guild on BGG that we're not that active in. Uh, we're not really active in anything. Not even exercise. Man, my blood pressure's gone high. Did I say I'm on blood pressure pills now? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, mainly because I'm pre-diabetic, which is not really a thing, but they're just saying I'm heading down these slippery... The blood pressure is related to di- pre-diabetes? Uh, well, no, they're two separate things, but no... Or just your rage. It's just my rage. I'm trying to be super chill, but that's not working You're out for me. failing miserably. And my sugar's high. I'm too sweet. You know what helps blood pressure? What? Alcohol. Don't quote me on that. <laughs> Gobby is not a physician. <laughs> Gobby is an overweight truck driver. You know I mean? <laughs> Believe me. Oh. I know what to do. I just don't do it. Uh, much like the rest of us. I, I just got back from BGG Spring. Where well, I, let's not say just Well, back. just got... A month ago, I, ju- <laughs> I just got back from BGG Spring. When was it? A month ago. Almost to the day. Oh. That's how long I've been missing you. Must have been nice. I've been missing you. Uh, so on this episode, we're going to talk about the five games in chronological order that I liked. That so I this enjoyed. is going to be an all Jerry podcast. Yes, <laughs> he went to BGG. He played the games while I was celebrating your twenty years of bliss. What was I doing? No, that's in November. Oh, that's right. What were you doing? Oh, yeah, we were had other stuff going on. You had a gathering. Yeah, he had a gathering. Couldn't get out of his AA meeting. Yeah. Um. So, but my blood pressure is good. We played like a bunch of games, and there were five, five that I. Now, these are five games that I have purchased, are going to purchase, or have on the way to my residence as we speak, okay. uh, or I'm trying to trade for. You're going to do the five you like first, or the five you don't like? No, we're doing the, this is going to take a while to get the five I liked, because I want to talk about them okay. in great detail. And they are in chronological order, meaning that number five, and number four, and number three, I like number one the best. Wait, chronological meaning in the order that you played them? No. Chronological and how I feel about them. <laughs> I don't know. That's how chronological works. I'm redefining it. <laughs> it's in chronological order of how I like them. Okay. Does that make sense? Sure. Sure. Chronology. What is that? Chronology. Something to do with money. I thought that Not was money. Like, Numbers. No. Is chronology a word? Chronology. Yes. It's the study of chronic. <laughs> chronic fatigue. Go. Okay. Number five. Here we go. Number I'm five. So excited. Are you excited. What's this going to be? You, I haven't talked to you about this. Uh, you well, yeah, we did, but we did. I gotta. I'll pretend like we didn't. What could it possibly be? Number five of BGG Spring. Oh wait, hold on. Well, okay. So you went to BGG Spring. Yeah, I was there. It's fun. We usually go to BGG. Fall. Whatever. Is that? I think it's just called. It's just just BGG. Just There's BGG. no preference. BGG. The Board Game Geek Convention mm-hmm. in Dallas, Texas. At the airport. At the airport. That is no longer going to be at the airport. Is this the last year at the airport? They, they told me, then this is inside. Oh. Talked talk to one of the guys that uh, was the geek team. He said that the spring is still going to be held at the airport, but the BGG, the big one, is going to be held elsewhere. Huh. Coming next year. Anyways, what were you saying? That was it? 2000- oh, I was going to say... 
So you went to the spring. We usually go to the fall, which is the considered the bigger one. Yeah, that's the main one. Yeah. Which one do you like better? I like the spring. It was better than the other one. Yes, a lot better. They don't have as many vendors, right? Not, there's like very few vendors, but there's very few people there in comparison. You can get what you want from the library, and it just doesn't feel overwhelming. I enjoyed this probably the most of any convention I've been to. Really? It was it was odd. It was very laid back. You think it had something to do with me not being there? No, I think you would have been laid back too. Oh. It was just that I was chilled out. Oh. I was not trying to play a bunch of games just to, for the sake of playing them. I just played what I wanted to, hmm. and it was just very leisurely. But so, I, is I, that where we're going to be going to now? BG Spring? I will skip just, fall. Just, just get to go to both. I can't do both. Now, this BGG I can't go to in November because that will be my anniversary. Yeah, 20 years. 20 years. Uh, anyways. I've been married 20 years. How long have you been married? 12. Really? Mm hmm. Mm. Call me when you get to 20. All right. Does it get any better? Really accomplish something. Whatever. Uh, speaking of which, of marriage? No, of board games. <laughs> oh. Number five. Now these are the all, the all the games I played at BGG. It boiled down to five games that I truly liked and that I purchased. There's another class of games that I need to play again before I pass judgment on. And then there was several games that I did not like that uh, are probably sacred cows. But anyways, number five, a Ryder Knizia bidding game, High Society. Now my favorite bidding game is a also a Ryder Knizia Modern Art. I think that's probably your favorite too. It is modern art. Gobby doesn't. You don't really like bidding that much. No, you. You say this every time. That's Enrique. It's Enrique. I get y'all confused. (laughs) How dare you? (laughs) I like bidding. All right. Well. (laughs) All right. So high society. I don't like negotiation. Yeah, yeah. Enrique doesn't like bidding because he doesn't understand the value of money. High society is very lightly themed that you are a rich individual, top 1%, mm-hmm. and you are given a deck of cards which represents your money. And they're weird denominations, like $1,000, $2,000, and it jumps up to four, six, eight, ten, up to $25,000. And so cards are flipped out that are basically just victory points from, I believe, 1 to 10 victory points. And you are using your money to bid on these cards, and it's themed that these cards are like events or something that you're buying that's high flowing. Oh. So Tickets. You, but the, and so you bid, and at the end of the game, whoever has the most victory points wins. That sounds so simple. But just like with a Reiner Canizia design, he changes it up a bit. Uh-huh. When you lay down a card as your bid, you can't pick it up and make change, which is kind of odd because later in the game, you end up only having weird denominations like $1,000, $2,000, and then your next denomination might be like $13,000, $14,000. So you can bid it either a little or a lot. So it kind of messes you up. Also... There are cards that you don't want that come out. Cards that take away victory points or half your score at the end of the game. Cards that, that rich people don't want. Don't want. Faux pas. Which I'm gonna like come, what? I'm going to come back to that okay. in a moment. But you bid to not get that card. And so you're putting out money to keep from getting it. And so after that has happened, whoever bid the least or whoever passed ends up having to take the card and everybody else's money goes into the pot. At the end of the game, whoever has the least amount of money cannot win they're out of the game which is very interesting because a lot of times a person has the least amount of money generally has the most victory points Mm -hmm. so it's like you're shooting to be second place uh we caused a ruckus at bgg because we got very loud playing this game because a gentleman walked by saw that we were playing it decided he wanted to sit in his name was paul we played like five or six games of high society and every game paul got the faux paul card which (laughs) lost his lost paul yes i made that joke (laughs) i said uh 
And, and of course, you got to remember, this is like 11 o'clock at night. And uh-huh. I said, it's more like the faux Paul card, which caused us to erupt with laughter. You. No, and, and Bubba, Bubba and Enrique? Me and Bubba. We thought we were tearing Did it up. Did Paul laugh? Uh, Paul didn't show a lot of emotion. <laughs> uh, anyways, we laughed. I'm hard- sure he's never heard that joke before. We've laughed heartedly. And the people sitting at the table next to us got very rude, got very irritated really? because they were trying to learn Gloomhaven. Aww. And they said, well, we're just going to go somewhere else. And they because I guess we were supposed to be quiet. <laughs> we'll then, go somewhere less fun. Less fun. And so when they were bagging up Gloomhaven, I like turned around and it's like, oh, they're playing Gloomhaven and they're sad. <laughs> Gloomyhaven. Gloomy. And I laughed again. This almost caused some issues. <laughs> you almost get punched in the face? Uh, maybe. But what? Have you been punched in the face before? Twice. Is that all? That's all. That's hard uh, to believe. Bubba, but Bubba was with me. So it's like, you I got think. your muscle. Yeah, my muscle was there. <laughs> like they saw Bubba and Bubba was sitting there sipping his little tea. It's like, he's very intimidating. And so it's like, they just kind of looked and realized that Bubba was not. Yeah, they threw down with me. They was going to have to take on Bubba. And Enrique mm. would have helped. And they didn't know about Paul. Long story short. Wow, this is like my favorite light bidding game now. Like it, it, it is almost on, and I brought it with me so we can play it. Oh, okay. I was about it's to like ask three you. to five, three to six players. Um, it's right up there with modern art. And so I would say that if you're looking for a lighter game of bidding, high society, a more heavier bidding game that has some twisted rules, modern art, another Ryan Kinesky game. But this is my number five, high society. Love number it. five games played, BGG Spring. Yes. High Society. Number four. By Dr. Canizia. Yeah, Dr. Canizia. What's he a doctor of? He's not a oh. medical doctor. Oh, really? No, he's like a math doctor. Dr. Phil. Maybe he's like Dr. Phil. No, Dr. Phil is not an uh, actual practicing I think doctor. he does have like, he's like super smart in math. Yeah, he's a math, math doctor. doctor. How do you, you become, become a, I don't know, how do you become a math doctor? <laughs> how do you to, get so good at something? The, <laughs> how do you get so good at something that so they just go, you're a doctor now? I did. I want to become the board game doctor. You're, you're not that good. Patent pending. You're not that good. Hashtag. I, I mean, I guess if you study it, what do they take? 10,000 hours? That's the, what they say to get good at something. Yeah. Well, put 10,000 hours on some board games. You might be a doctor. I'm there. Earn your doctorate in gaming. My number four is another light game that I shocked me. It was at BGG Fall. Tesla I, versus Edison. No. <laughs> get it? <sighs> shocked you. This game was at BGG Fall. I saw it. Didn't like it. Didn't play it, of course, because I just didn't didn't look appealing. You're very judgmental. I'm very judgmental. I decided to take it to the room and play it. Uh, I forgot about it. I left it in the room. We went back to room late at night. Fell asleep. Woke up the next morning and decided, oh, nobody's up. I'll learn the rules and I'll play it. We end up staying in the room all morning and playing Bunny Kingdoms oh, yeah. by Yellow. Yellow. It's yeah. a Richard Garfield design, and it's drafting, and I despise drafting. I am not a fan of Seven Wonders. I think Seven Wonders is a brilliantly designed game, but drafting is something that I just don't particularly enjoy. Me neither. In Bunny Kingdoms, you get a hand of like 10 or 12 cards, depending on the player count. You look at a card, look at your hand, you pick two of them. Pass the cards to the next person. You go round and round until you've gotten all the cards, and then you flip them over. On the board, there's a grid between like A through G and 1 through 9, and those are your grids that you use to place your bunnies out there, and those little squares are the properties that you now own. And you're trying to continuously connect your bunnies and have a kingdom out there, and that's how you do the scoring. And the scoring is very interesting. It's very simple math. The cards will let you place castles, and the castles have one, two, or three watchtowers. And then some of the areas on the board have resources like carrots and wood and so forth. 
And so in scoring, you just look at how many watchtowers on the castles you have as opposed to how many resources you have. So if you have three watchtowers and three different resources, it's three times three, that's worth nine. That's the type of math that you're going to be doing in Bunny Kingdom. So you don't need a doctorate like Mr. Canizia. That was a stupid joke. This tequila is even killing my jokes. No, you just aren't funny. Back yeah. to Bunny Kingdom. <laughs> I, what kills jokes? Not being funny. <laughs> I hate, hate drafting. We walked out of the room after playing Buddy Kingdoms multiple times. Went down the room. Went down the, the, the to the vendors. Bought it. Brought it home. And you've played it. Point the mic more towards your face. You have played it. Just twisted. Oh, twisted. There you go. Twisted there sister. You go. There you go. Just don't breathe heavily. Don't mouth breathe into it. <sighs> I haven't breathed through my mouth since I was four years old. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> I do all the time. I know. Why, why is mouth breathing like a negative connotation? Sometimes you need more oxygen. You like what a, does that signify? It signifies that you're not... Maybe I have a deviated septum, and it, I have to breathe through my mouth. Maybe you're just a knuckle-dragon mouth breather. What does that mean? Why is that bad? It's like something Neanderthals used to do. No. They don't know. They don't know how Neanderthal... I don't even believe in Neanderthals. Let's get into this. <laughs> <laughs> what science <laughs> history oh. oh okay uh but i do believe in bunnies yes how do they breathe through their, their nose have you never seen a bunny breathe through their mouth <laughs> <wiggle> his nose. <laughs> i found that the artwork on it which i didn't at first think was very appealing some of the cards and the board and actually it's it's it looks like a kid's game at first but it's actually a little bit harder. I mean, I would actually classify it as almost a family weight game. It's something that with your kids you could play, you know, above 10 years old. I think the age range was 14 and plus. But And here's the thing what I don't like about drafting. In drafting, I can't tell what I need to do to mess you around. In Buddy Kingdom, it's very obvious when I look at the board, areas that you're occupying, yeah. what cards I can take. Like when I have everything but this one square. I'm going to take that. Yeah. And the, I like that strategy of it. And so it's, again, it's a lighter game. But I was shocked by how much I liked it. It is probably my favorite drafting game. Enrique went and bought Bunny Kingdoms right it's, off the bat. Yes. It, it, uh, <clears throat> much like uh, Imperial... No, wait. Twilight, Twilight Imperium yeah. 4. There's nothing quite like having somebody so this, with a disposable this is what income. Say. Me and Jerry, we're both working men. We both have families. So uh, Jerry kids. has kids. Little I kids. don't. Little kids. I need a Kickstarter. So we have our, our income's a little more precious to us. But we buy all the games. I'm like, well, why don't you buy some games? So we got Enrique. Enrique works for his dad. Again, lives at home. Does Enrique listen to our podcast? He has a lot of fedoras. He never listens. <laughs> but he's got classic heavily, fedoras. Heavily invested. He looks, uh, I'm, <clears throat> you know how like when you first meet somebody and they either have this thing or they don't. So if you're a fedora wearer, you better have it on the first time I meet you. Yeah. Because if you just start wearing fedoras. <laughs> don't show like, up halfway through. I'll be like, what is on your head? What's happened to you? Indiana? <laughs> let it go. <laughs> so, Or like a mustache. Don't grow a mustache halfway into me knowing you. What? Don't. I hate. I'm about to go up Magnum P.I. I don't like change. I don't like change. But anyway, Enrique has money. We talked him into getting Twilight Imperium 4 for us. And he got Bunny Kingdom. So those are the only two games he's got, right? But they've been good. And so far, every game that we've talked Enrique into buying, they've been good. Bunny Kingdoms, you brought it home. We played it. I played it with you. And I loved it, too. 
I, like I came it. in second place. Second, yes, you did. It's very good. And so I recommend that as a lighter game. Now, the third game you also have just played, number three. Sentient. Sentient. By our good friend, and I say this loosely because we've never met him, nor have we had any conversation with him. I added him on Instagram. Jay Alex Cavern. He didn't respond. He didn't respond. But he's like, a, he's like he does some sort of important job up in New York City. Like all his Instagram, like you would never know he's a board game designer. No. But he's he J. Alex Convern made Gold West, which is one of the best Euros ever made. And now he has made Sentient, which I have declared it my splendor. Mm. I, I people love Splendor. Of course, if you've listened to this podcast, you know we don't like Splendor. Uh, we also don't particularly care for Century Spice Road. So I was looking for a game that was smart, card based, light, card based, a little bit heavier than than your other palate cleansing games and Gobby was just blowing up my phone have you played sentient played sentient find sentient the box art i didn't particularly care for i thought ah, oh, i just didn't i didn't i didn't think oh it's not gonna be any good played it loved it it is a game of dice manipulation so you have your little uh dashboard that you roll the dice you place the dice on your board i think there's four different dice five five different dice between one to six and it is a card drafting sort of bidding auction game? How do you describe it? Uh, no, it's not a bidding because, I mean, you pick up the card you want. Right. But it's up to you how many pieces you want to put there to lay claim to the other whatever those five things I are. I somehow now know less about the game. <laughs> uh, when you set the game up, you put out these invested investment tokens out in the front of the board. Uh, out in front of front of you, and you put cards in between them. And so when you want to take a card onto your turn, you just put one of your agents out there on top of the card that you want, take that card, replace it with another, and you plug the card into your little dashboard. Now, when you plug the card into your little player board, it will affect the dice. It'll make the dice move up one or uh, one point up or down. And if you don't want your dice to or be... Equal. Or, or equal. Or equal. Or stay, stay the way they are. If you don't want your dice to move, you can use your little assistants to stop them from moving. You cover up that little symbol on the top left and top right of the card. And the card indicates what it needs to score at the end of the round. It may say it needs both the dice to be odd, both the dice to be even, or both of them be higher than four, whatever it might be. And so you're having to manage all your little slots on your board to make sure that all your cards score on your, on your game board. So that's like part of the game. The other part of the game is, is that when you're placing your agents out here, at the end of the round, whoever has, uh, when you look at the investment tokens that are out here, you look at whoever has the most agents in that area, and they then get to choose if they take that token. And of course, you can put assistance out there that to up your bid, so to speak. So your assistant can go either on the card to negate the plus, minus, or equal. I don't mm-hmm. know why Effect. you negate the equal, plus or minus. Or you can put it up there to add to your agent. Which is interesting because you can bid. That's basically the small bidding aspect of it. Yeah. And at the end of the round, you score those victory points off your dashboard. But at the end of the game, the investment tokens that you've collected, those are multiplied by the however many types of those cards that you have. Like if you've collected mm-hmm. a bunch of military cards and you've got a bunch of military investments, but then that multiplies or self-multiplies. So if you have four military cards and two military investments, you'll have eight points. Yeah, they're worth four pieces. Added on to the immediate points you earn after every round. So it's very point salady, but at the same time, you're trying to get around all these, do I use my assistance out here to get the investment yeah. token I want and sacrifice of points now? 
this game just fried my brain when I first saw it. I, this is I, it, this is what impressed me about the game right off the bat. As I sat down with a cup of coffee, I took the rule book out. By the time I had finished said cup of coffee, I understood the game. Enrique and Bubba woke up. I had the game set up. It's really easy to set up. And I explained the game. This is what we're going to do. This, this, this. Uh-huh. We played one round of it. Everyone goes, oh, so that's how it works. This, yeah. this, and this, 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 this. And it was it. It just spoke to us. I watched uh, one playthrough. I don't remember who it was, but somebody had it on YouTube. Played it through. Oh, no, it was a, I think it was board game, Game Boy Geek. Mm-hmm. Game Geek Boy. Game Geek, Game, with that guy. That guy. Watched it and was playing it, me and John. Yeah. Uh, question. Yes. Like, I literally did not look at the rules. <laughs> I just watched the <laughs> I video. played it. A literally, if you don't have, and it said like a tie, mm-hmm. like if between, yeah. but whether it's an agent or assistant, they all just count as a one point. I believe so, yes. So if you're tied, it goes to the person that in the, the round you're in is taking his move first. I believe so. So what if no one invested on any like if you had the thing over here that nobody put a piece it, over there. Uh, Either nobody gets it or is that a tie? I'll have to look that up. I think nobody gets it. Or it might be a tie. Me and John were doing it as a tie. Mm. Which I, in my mind now, I kind of think that's probably not right. Because he beat me. Because like he won both ties that nobody bid anything on. So he just got those investments. I'll tell you right now, John's slick. <laughs> but, and I was thinking, I was like, normally like if you don't play on that at all, that should just count as a zero. Yeah. But anyway. I'll have to look it up. But anyways, J. Alex Caverne, you, you are a genius. It's sure. made by Renegade Games. It's not difficult to find, but he has he has sneakily made two games that I rarely hear of. I, you can't hardly find Gold West. I think West. Gold West is out of print right now. Is that way out of print? It's made by TMG, and Gold West is awesome. If you are a Euro player, you need to be playing Gold West. It's good. And if you want a light game that is... In my opinion, better than Splendor. Oh, yeah. Better than Century Spice Road. It's math. Like, it's got this tacked-on theme of robots. Makes It's nothing to do with anything. Very abstract. It's just cards, dice, plus, minus. Make your dice add up, and you get the points. The robots have nothing to do with anything. They don't come into play. It's just to have some sort of art on the cards. Right. So that's the only thing I don't like about it. That's my number three, Sentient by Renegade Games and J. Alex Caburn. My I done num- forgot your five and four. My one and two. No, my, your five and four. Oh, my five was High Society. Okay. My four was, uh, wow, <laughs> Bunny, Bunny Kingdoms. <laughs> my three was this game that sentient. we just talked about, Sentient. Oh. Sentient or Sentient? I don't know. It means that they know now. They know. And now you know what my three, four, and five are. But you don't know what my number one and two are. And I have labored over these. Which one will be my number one? Which one will be my number two? These are the two heavier of the games that I've played. And I say heavier. One is not that heavy. One of them is a super Euro game. And one of them is total Ameritrash. And I have rolled around in my mind which one is number one and which one is number two. And I finally came to a decision. I'll help you decide. Number two. My number two. Okay. Without a doubt in my mind. I may change your mind for you. Grand Austrian Hotel. Never played it. Grand Austrian Hotel is by the same design. Really? Yes. Grand Austrian Hotel is by the same designers of of Lorenzo. Uh, 
And apparently they have another game coming Jerry's out. Jerry's favorite Euro of all time. Oh, Lorenzo. The same designers. And there's apparently another... They're making another game that's coming out later this year. And I'm very interested in it. Is Grand Austria Simon? No, it is uh, Mayfair, I believe. Come on. It's Mayfair. How did they not make that come on? Come on? Come on. I don't know. They well, missed, that, that, what, that's just... They, they missed a... They missed... They uh, missed a big marketing opportunity there. What does that stand for? Simon Games. Cool mini or not. So it's a hard C. So it should be come on, yeah. not Simon. Yeah. Hard C. <laughs> That's not a thing. You just made that up. A hard C. Is it? Yes. In English? All of a sudden, you got As a doctorate in English. Oh, oh. Yeah. It's a hard C. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. You yes. just made that up. Just like Nebuchadnezzar. Wow. <laughs> You know who that is? <laughs> yeah. That's the that's the uh, guy in Tigris and Euphrates. Yeah. King yeah. of Babylon. Boom. Or Nebuchadrazzar. I know my history. <laughs> All right. Grand Austria Hotel, which is a light H. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or like humble can be humble. Grand right. Austria Hotel. A hotel. <laughs> who makes that up? Why can there be a, Okay, you're going to put an H in the word. But you can either say it or not. It's up to you. Yeah. Well, this silent. Who says this letter is silent? My my uh, step dot step up. He does. Oh my gosh! My father-in-law. He decides which letters are silent. He says umble. Umble. Like we'll be reading. He'll say umble. Well, he's all. I'm like I've never heard of anyone say humble. He's. Aw. I mean umble. He's very long. Get it wrong. Silent W. So there's a uh, there is a. A certain similarity between Grand Austria Hotel and Lorenzo. And you can tell when you play this game, there's no doubt. Not just with the art, but the way that the game plays. And in Grand Austria Hotel, you are selecting guests from this main board into your cafe. And in the top part of their card, they have what they demand. And they either want cake, or strudel, or coffee, or wine. And it's kind of weird. And once you give them what they want, like, I don't know why this guy is ordering four coffees. Like, why is the king of Prussia here? And why does he want four coffees? We never ask. All we know is that we're going to give it to him. And once we give it to him, you get the little bonus that's at the bottom of their card. And then you try to lure them. Lure them? Is that what I'm saying? Into the motel? Into the hotel? Uh, no. You entice them? Attract? Attract them? Yeah. It's not like you're... <laughs> like lure is like... The stranger with candy into the van. <laughs> that's basically you don't want to lure. That's basically what we're doing. We're we're, we're drugging them with coffee and then we're dragging them into the motel. Guess who? So, anyways, <laughs> hey, after you kidnapped, after you've kidnapped your guest into the hotel, is there a king of pressure? You just make that up. Is that in the game? No. Well, the king of Prussia. You talk about seventeen fifty six. Messing up with the seven year war. Called Russia. Oh, there's no P. I'm about to slap you. Do you not know about Friedrich? 1756? It's Frederick. It's, Where are you from? It's from... Oh. Right now, if we have any war gamers listening to this, they are just dying. They are absolutely dying. Oh, I don't even want to talk to you anymore. Uh, Pressure. Yes, it was a place back in the Seven Years' War. Stop adding peas randomly to words. I'm going to go to the refrigerator. I'm about to punch you, and it's going to be a hard pee. Uh, so anyways. I'm just joking. I know there's a Prussia. Grand, there's not anymore. Grand Austrian Hotel. I know there was a Prussia. Grand, 
Grand, the Grand Prussian Hotel. It is an excellent game. That's a sequel. It's coming out. It's about seven years. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a great game. It's very much like Lorenzo, but the main mechanism is this. He uses dice in such an interesting way. You get a handful of dice. You roll them, and whatever number that's on them, a two, three, or four, you put them in their perspective little pools. Uh, so say... Respective. Yes. Uh, like number five is prepare the rooms. Like prepare the rooms in your motel. You don't mean repair? No, prepare. Oh. A hard P. And that when you take the five, however many fives are in that area, that's how many... That's how strong the action is. So if there's five fives, you take that, you'll prepare five rooms. Oh. But every time, but I take that dice out and add it to my little thing to take make that action weaker. So on your turn, if you took it, you're only going to do four of them. I'm back and forth. And so it's a dice placement, but it's not really dice placement. The strength of the dice, the, the, the Yahtzee effect of the dice is how strong the action will be. Hmm. It's very odd. It's very unique. And it well, is, kind of, is like Lorenzo. so Euro. It is no. so, it is pure Euro. And Puro. Puro. Hmm. To the extreme. I rock the mic like a vandal. What? What? Vanilla ice. Oh, oh. To the extreme. I rock the mic like a vandal. That appeals to like everyone over 30 who listens to our podcast. Probably not. The- I'm going to say that most people listening to our podcast are over 30. You don't think we're appealing? You don't think how many... I don't think there's that many teenagers into board gaming. You don't think the kids are listening? No. You don't think they're... Uh, think about BGG Spring. How many 18 to 25-year-olds did you there say? There was not many. Okay, there you there go. There were not many kids. But anyways, uh, Grand Austrian Hotel was one of the finest Euro games I've ever played. The only reason that Grand Austrian Hotel is my number two is that I'm not sure that I like it more than Lorenzo. I'm going to have to... I was play, just going to ask you. I'm going to have to stack them up side by side and play them and go... I like this or I like that. I will say this about Grand Austrian. that similar where you could just no, I, choose I, one over the other? No, I no. I think that they're different enough that they give you a different enough experience that they're worth owning both. But I think that Grand Austrian Hotel, I will say this, I think the repay, replayability is more mm. because there's a lot more cards, there's a lot more variabilities than there is in Lorenzo. Well, that's what the expansion is for. <laughs> My number one. I think you tell me, but I forget. Eight seven eight Vikings. I uh, am. Did you bring that? I did. Okay. We're gonna play it right after this. Okay. Bubba's on his way. Okay. Are, are you gonna be the Vikings? Or are you gonna be the British? Uh, I was the Vikings. I'll be the Vikings. Okay. Me and I Bubba. rarely choose the one versus all position. Me and Bubba will be the British then. I will die, but whatever. Well, the Vikings are OP. This game. This game is so simple. Uh, when you read the instructions on it, I was just amazed by just how straightforward it, it is. It's an Academy Games, and basically what it is, it's a team game. It's best to play it as a team with three or four, four, three or four people, because there's, there's four factions in the games. There's the two British factions, the two different factions of the Vikings, each person controlling one of the factions. Interestingly enough, you have cards that dictate what you can do. You draw up three cards, you pick one. Uh, and the movement cards basically indicate how many armies can move and how many spaces can they move. Or there are these other cards that are like special actions. The combat is straightforward. It's just dice rolling. You ha- add up how many, many units you have. You roll the dice. The dice say that you either uh, get a hit 
or that you flee, or you have an option of fleeing, like a command option to flee into a territory that you already own. It is so easy to learn, but man, the it, it is truly one of those Ameritrash games that the simplicity and the ease of the game. Is it Ameritrash? It is Ameritrash. It's dice rolling. It is. All right. Remember when we played 1776? 75? 75? Yeah. That year. That was an important year as we get. Uh, it was the year before independence. Yeah. The. Um, you we said, didn't like that because it was just risk. That's what you say about everything that has dice and guys on the board. You say, this is just risk. Because you roll. Did that's my roll beat your roll? Okay, then take them off the board. That's just risk. <laughs> <laughs> and, anytime, anytime we play, true. Anytime we got a game that has 75. guys on the board, anytime there's a game with guys on the board and there's some dice, Gobby just declares, He just makes this noise. Job of the hut. He just turns to the job of the hut all of a sudden. That's all he does. And it irritates me. No, you didn't like that in the game neither. I didn't. I thought the game was too simple. In this game, I literally saw several posts were like, it's just like 1775. So I did not think you were going to like it. It's not 1775. This is the team aspect of it, working with your teammate, plus the feeling of, when I was the Vikings, every round a new Viking leader flips out. He lands on your shores. I get to pick what area he comes out in sometimes. like Sometimes they'll say he comes from this sea, so you know what area you can land on. It's strategic where I place my Vikings at, and it's it's that is very stressful for the other team. The mm. British are like, where is he going to put his guys at? Where is he going to hit us now? And I have to act quickly. As a Viking player, you're trying to end the game as quickly as you possibly can because the longer the game goes on, the more reinforcements the British get. And then finally, I think it's round five or six, their king comes out. He's OP. He's got his army. See a Jarl? Uh, no, he's the, no, he's the actual king in Britain, I believe. Oh, the king, the English king. Yeah, uh, oh, Lionheart. Richard. No, don't Richard, do, the Lionheart. Don't do that. Don't do that. Robin of Loxley. <laughs> That's like my only reference to King Richard the Lionheart. That's the, like the best part of that. I watch. <laughs> I will sit through two hours of Kevin Costner, Robin Hood, just to have Sean Connery show up. Oh, to be like, yes, he just, says something like when he shows up. Hey, he just he he just. He hits on Maid Marian, doesn't he? I don't know. He like Maybe it's it. like when they say, does anyone object or something? He shows, I object. I do. That's not what he says. Oh. But something like that. <laughs> something like that. It was, it was, I'm, I'm chomping at the bits to play it again. Really? I, I it is the, it is very light. And so, so let me back up with, 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 with some caveats Back that here. thing up. Go ahead. With the Grand Austrian Hotel, if you're a s- s- big time Euro gamer, then if you're you, a big this, time Euro gamer, you have to play it. You have to play it. You have to play Grand Austrian Hotel. <laughs> if you are a, a Meritrash gamer and you're looking for, a, and you've got, it's best with four people or at least three people, and you like games that are simply easy to learn but with some deep strategy. Eight seven eight Vikings. You cannot go wrong. I I, I like. Glad it. you finally got your dates right on that one. Wait, what what dates are they? Eight, you kept saying 68? like eight sixty eight or something. Whatever. Who really knows when the Vikings came to Nobody. Britain? Nobody. Nobody knows anything about the Vikings. Nobody. I like started watching that on the History Channel. Then I started looking it up. They're like, yeah, we don't really know much about Vikings. We think they had beards. <laughs> We're kind of guessing about most of these things. The most disturbing thing is that in this game, there's the berserkers. Mm. And I remember this is like the only fact I knew about Vikings, and I'm not sure it was a fact, but berserkers is bear skin. Like they wore bear skin. They like they killed oh, really? bears. And they literally went the term berserk 
they showed up with axes and just went crazy. Like they, they didn't use shields. No, they, they just showed just up. Simply. And so it's neat that the little miniature plastic guys, those guys attack. Like they don't retreat. Like their uh, dice do not retreat. And so they're always the ones that every time you roll their dice very thematically, when you put a hit on the Viking player, their first hit has to go to a berserker. So it's just implied uh, that their first hit is always a berserker guy. He's who's just, There's like a swinging. There was one Viking berserker that like held this bridge for like forever. I think he killed like 30 people by himself. He died, but. But that bridge is named, that's like the. Jarlson Memorial <laughs> Bridge now? Who's that I don't is? know where it's at. You don't know where it's at? I just heard about that the other day. They just had this bridge. Where did I hear that? Why did anyway. he want the bridge? Was it his I favorite bridge? Know. I don't know. I don't know where it you was. You shall not pass. <laughs> they were talking just about like, it, uh, it was like these guys that like held off like an uh, instrument like that. It wasn't the 300 of Sparta, but there's some other scenario where like just a few guys held off like this Persian army. I mean, eventually they get overcome and die. But, right. But it was still pretty neat to hear that kind of history. It's very sad that when you listen to these history shows, it's always these three hundred guys were so brave and they held this, and it's like, what happened? Well, they died. <laughs> They're all dead. They're now. all dead now. You they know. died. But then it's like, oh, okay. Horrible, horrible deaths. Horrible deaths. Arrows everywhere. But eight seven eight Vikings. Good. It's yeah. good. It's really good. All right. So that was your five through one of the best games you liked. The only, I will go out and say this. This is going to be controversial. From BGG Spring. These are the only five games I liked at BGG. Okay. Next week. Not next week. So, like, we missed a week posting. Yeah, because I was because, tired. Because uh, Jerry's... I have blood pressure got issues. a lot of things going on in his life. And I'm pre-diabetic. And, Hashtag. But you've been that way this whole time. You just didn't know I it. I didn't know it. Say, now, if you didn't go to the doctor, you wouldn't know. Well, now <laughs> I've turned my life around. I'm trying to be healthier. <clears throat> Me too. Clink, clink, Starting clink. tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Alcohol helps with blood pressure. It does. Telling you. Not so much with diabetes. No. Uh, vodka. You can drink vodka. It's clear. That's what I always hear. Who told you that? That's just what I that's hear. That's not a thing. People say. That's what they say. Gobby is not a physician. <laughs> do not. We do not in any way support endorsers. Drink vodka, you'll be fine. No, we do not endorse any In pressure, medical. they drink lots of vodka. The pro- right? They're gone. They died. <laughs> is pressure related to Russia? Well, Besides just the pee missing? Take out all the urine. You got Russia. (laughs) (laughs) I just offended a lot of people there probably somehow or another. No. Nobody listens. Nobody listens to (laughs) you anymore. All right. So in two weeks, because we try to put out a podcast every two weeks. On Thursday. On Thursday. On Thursday. <laughs> Speaking of 878 Vikings. That's right. Thursday. Thursday. Uh, so in two weeks, we'll talk about my the top, five games. It's not going to be in five oh, games. It's going to be however many all games. All the games Jerry despised. There's going to be the ones I don't like, the ones that I need to play again, and the ones that made me go, meh. Mm. Mm. Like, okay. I don't know. So until then, I'm Gabby. And I'm Jerry. We'll see you later. Love you.